Welcome to Sex Ed in the City with Drew and Dr. G. About health and sex education in today's modern classroom. Get an inside peek into the world of sex education and real life stories from teachers. Hosted by experienced educators Drew and Dr. G, each episode brings you an open and honest discussion about a range of topics related to health and sex education. Hey everyone, we recommend that you watch this episode on YouTube if you can. That way you catch all the hilarious facial expressions from our host and our guest. In addition, stay after the episode for really thoughtful unpacking and reflection from Drew and Dr. G. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sex Ed in the City. We are so grateful you're here with us today. We have a super special guest uh, that we know you're going to love, Dr. G. What's Hi, <laughs> how are you? I'm so excited for our guest today, everyone. Same. So my guest today is an amazing woman um, that I know very well. Uh, everyone, <laughs> introducing to you my mom, Mindy. Hi, mom. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We really appreciate you coming on. We're excited to talk to you. Oh, thank God. I mean, really, it's like I have nothing better to do than come on here today. Keeps me from having to work because my boss is a bitch. (laughs) I'm the boss. She's self-employed, (laughs) y'all. I'm dying. Okay. Mindy, Mindy, not my question of the day, but how are you feeling being on the podcast? Like what what emotions, feelings are going on? I feel ridiculous, basically. Mm. Uh, why do you feel ridiculous I've never done it before so you know and and I'm just gonna be myself because I don't know who else I should be perfect so go for it I'll try (laughs) to be serious on some of your questions but (laughs) I'm exhausted all right go go for it (laughs) you just be yourself you're amazing (laughs) I'm already laughing so hard okay (laughs) so the question of the day today, I actually stole from my CrossFit coach. Shout out to Griff. I don't know if he ever listens to this. I never uh, heard of it. <laughs> what, CrossFit? Oh, that's an exercise deal, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so it's a two-parter. <clears throat> Sorry. First part, one, do you believe that aliens exist are they out there is there extra life out in the world and the second part is where i live (laughs) (laughs) second part is what do we think about the recent alien sighting is that real is there something else going on excuse me what do we got oh i totally believe in aliens and we can't be the only people here i'm sorry it's just like you know, wait. <laughs> wait, mom, tell us, tell Drew about the time you saw an alien at the beach house. Oh, I thought I did. Um, crap. Stop this is my, one of my employees. Uh, I can't, I can't. Hang on. Can you text, like, can you respond later, maybe? Just hang on. I just told her I can't do this. Whatever. Okay. Um, Okay. So no more answering your phone. Sorry. She's coming up here. 
Great. Anyway, okay. I had to text her. So anyway, uh, you want to know why I believe in aliens? What was the question? Well, <laughs> tell, tell Drew about the time you saw the alien. The well, I thought I did. I was fairly pregnant with a child at the time. And I looked out the window and I saw these lights in the neighbor's yard kind of blinking, like weird. I'm like, oh God, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. But I did see one, one time, um, somebody I know, I guess I can't mention names, but, and that person might not remember this anyway, we were looking at the stars, you know, it was during the summer or whatever. And I'm not kidding. I saw a star that does this. Mm. Like, oh, okay. What the hell was that? You know, it was like, course there's something out there satellites don't do that all over yeah you know across the sky this thing was nuts you know and i just figured some alien kid was out there messing around with their vehicle and the mother was (laughs) yeah i don't know but we cannot be the only people or things or you know whatever nanu nanu if you get that reference <laughs> is that star trek probably not old enough did i know that shasbat nanu planet oh. orc come on oh gosh <laughs> yeah you 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 <laughs> um okay hello my name is you can see my name the name of the show was mork and mindy come on oh. robin williams oh is that what you're named after god no no i'm too old for that i was named after a, a lady singer Oh, you were? Yeah, her name was Mindy Carson. You can look her up. And my grandma's name was Malka, Molly. And mom didn't want to name me Molly. So that was close. And she liked that Mindy Carson singer. So that's who I am. Oh, didn't know that. Cool. Don't find me on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. It gets flooded with Facebook requests. I know. Do not. Podcast requests. Yeah. Everyone leave my mom alone. Um question yeah because you won't like it if you start pestering me because i got a mouth and i'm trying to be good okay question that like it's totally subverted this why did you name me rachel well um i think the lady that had you named you rachel stop (laughs) it okay no i don't know well because it was really difficult to figure it out i was going to name you stephanie actually Hmm. Well, I thought my name was going to be Michael. Didn't you think I was a boy? Oh, God, no. That was my dog's name. <laughs> oh. No. Did um, you think I was a boy? I thought everybody was going to be a boy. I was hoping for oh. a boy, and I was going to name you. Um, let me think about it. Uh, I was going to name you. I forget. All I know is that we used to watch credits after movies on TV, you know, uh-huh. and look at names and. You know, I don't know how I came up with Rachel. I really didn't. I figured mm. Stephanie was too long. But then I, you know, named you Rachel, threw a second A in there just to mess everybody up. And then your middle name is like gigantically long too. So <laughs> uh, what was the difference between Stephanie and Rachel Elizabeth? You know, so. Interesting. I don't know why mm-hmm. I picked that name. I just thought it was <laughs> kind of pretty. Do you like your name? I do like my name. Do you like your name, Drew? I do. I used to want to Drew, be. Drew, he drew on the wall. I mean, I, seriously. That's what I'm always like screaming to people. Drew, like drew a picture when I'm out at like a party or something. Well, D R U. Uh, yeah, 
I used to want to be um, Andrew so that I could be called Andy because uh, I'm just. Well, you could change it. I could, but I, it kind of like evolved out. I kind of just like the plain Drew nowadays. Well, you're cute, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Thank you, Mindy. You, <laughs> can, you can come back here whenever you want. <laughs> so why did you ask me about freaking aliens? Why does that have to do with sex ed? I watched <laughs> alien shows. And um, they did show the first couple back in the early 60s that think they got abducted and got, you know, creepy mm -hmm. stuff. You just don't know. It could have been the government doing it for all I know because they stuck a needle in her belly and they do that stuff now. So, which is kind of interesting to me. It's like, is it a hoax? You know, is it the government trying to experiment experiment on people so they can um you know try to figure out if that's going to work or not like uh when they stuck a needle in my placenta and i'm like or not the placenta but the sac the amniotic fluid sac and i'm like oh god it's gonna pop like a balloon no it doesn't but that's what happened you know i mean how do they how does anybody figure out that stuff <laughs> What's that got to do with sex ed? That's why I Nothing. wanted to Nothing, we just it. like to, it's just an it's, opening question to get to know people. Well, shit, we cannot be the only people here. I'm sorry, but you know, did we come from, um, did we go from like, you know, cavemen, <laughs> monkeys? I don't know, everybody has, you know, then there's the religious side of it. It's like, oh, you know, no, God made everything. Well, who in the heck is that guy? <laughs> That's my big question of the day. Oh, uh, okay. No, very thorough answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> These no, are you questions. Explained, you explained your answer very well. That was great. Well, you know, they well, say I have a high IQ. I don't know where it went, but apparently, <laughs> I don't know. I just well, played stupid for let's... a lot of years because you know what? If you say yes to stuff, then they start calling you all the time. Mindy will do it. Uh, no, she won't. My big word is N-O. What part of that don't you get? The N or the O? We so, love a no. Always yeah. say no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next question. Rachel, well, I want to hear your thoughts as well, Dr. G. Aliens or nah? And what do you think yeah. about the recent sighting? Yeah, I think that there has to be some type of other universe out here that we don't know about. I... I think it's probably something that we can't even conceptualize as humans. Like it's something so different than what we would ever understand that we can't think about it. That's what I think. What do you think? Def, I def I agree with both of you. I think there's definitely some sort of life out there. I doubt they, these, whatever look like us. I don't expect them to be like the aliens that we see like on TV and things like that. But the, you never know. You don't. And that's the interesting part. Like, how much is the government hiding if they even are? But, oh, they are. <laughs> I definitely. They they hide all kinds of stuff that we don't know about. I, Have you ever been through, uh, what state was that that I went to? Nevada. That's a creepy as hell state to go through. <laughs> There's shit out there that, oh my God, what the <laughs> hell is going on out there? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. Oh, government junk i don't know if i'm ever going to make it back to nevada but oh well yeah well mom so i guess i just want to kind of talk to you about like a bunch of stuff today and so i 
something that I have been thinking about that I'm dying to ask you is recently I gave a keynote speech um, and I was kind of like, in, you remember when I did that? And I was kind of talking about- um, I have no memory. No, I okay. do remember you told me about okay. it. Go ahead. So I was, I was in the speech, I was kind of talking about things that happened in my life that kind of like part of my like sexual identity development and stuff. And I told the story about when I was in preschool and I showed my private to that kid. And you remember he ran up to me and he was like, Rachel, show me your privates. And remember dad got so mad and he took what? that wooden spoon and he broke it on the table. I remember, remember that? that part, but I don't remember that you, what kid did you show that? Well, people? I don't know who it was, but you remember oh, the incident. I know, when, I know okay. who it was. You okay. guys were in a tent or something, and yes, we had we yeah, built a fort. Yeah, yeah. I know. What, I know. Yeah, yeah. Good memory. I know exactly who that kid was. Oh well, I have no <laughs> idea. I, I just remember that I showed him mine, and he did not show me his, and I was mad about it. And then he outed me. He told you, and he told me. So I'm curious to like if you remember. You know, Dad got so mad. He did the whole breaking of the spoon. Do you remember like the conversation that you and him had when that happened? Or like, what were your thoughts? What oh, did you Lord. have any conversation after he broke the spoon? Yes, like, I'd love to I hear do. your perspective of it. I'll tell you the conversation. I do kind of remember it. He didn't mean to break that spoon, by the way. He just meant to, you know, for startle effect, bam, but it broke uh -huh. in half and we both went, oh, okay. I didn't mean for my, yeah, you broke my wooden spoon, damn it. <laughs> that was my good wooden spoon. You know, anyway, uh, I told him, I said, he said, well, next time I'll use a belt. I said, you touch my kids with any object, you're gonna, I'll touch you with it back. How about that? No, that was the conversation we had. Mm -hmm. But I know that little kids want to see stuff, you know, and they do as long as they're not, shut the hell up. Nobody ever calls me till I'm doing something important or on the toilet. Pisses me off. Well, so... So did you guys have, I mean, I'm wondering why, like, even, you know, my, dad never hit me. I don't ever, I, yeah, I think, never. I I think let him. okay. So I, I wonder though, like he definitely wanted to startle me into, you know, to scare me. Do you know, like why, like, what was the purpose of that? Even whether he meant to break the spoon or not, it was obviously to startle me to do something. Could, do you remember the conversation about that and to like how you would approach it with me? Nope. No okay. recollection. My God, you know, it's not like you're 10. And I remember that from a few years ago. I know. Yeah. I know. I just want I to see if you did remember. Yeah, it. I, I really don't. It's just that we probably talked about, I think his dad used the belt on the boys. Yes. And so I guess, you know, that's a Southern thing too. I think, I mean, what do I know? But I know in the South, they are a little more, um, you know, what's the thing in the Bible? Something about using the rod, spoil the child. I forget. Bear the rod, spoil the child. That's right. And they used it because they, you know, people. Down right, south but I'm talking about, I'm not really talking about in the Bible, huh? I'm not really talking about that, like hitting. I'm talking about your thoughts about scaring me because I showed my private to someone. Uh, like why? Why well, would how you? How far to, did you did... show your privates? Did you just pull your pants down? See, oh, this is what it looks like, or did you, you know, do a a Tessie thing, roll on your back and spread it for the whole world to see? 
Well, does it matter? My dog does. A, would it matter? Nobody wants to see that. What? Well, I, does it matter? A, and B, also, I don't remember. But I'm just curious about, like, why you guys thought about, like, I don't know that that's. Well, I don't really remember why he did that with the wooden spoon to startle Uh you. Um, Maybe he just thought that you were too young to talk about, you know, body parts at that age. I don't know. I mean, you had to Mm -hmm. been, if you were in preschool, you were like four, three. Yeah, five. You know, and it's like, I don't, I don't really know. And I don't know if that's what he was doing that. I, I don't know. It's been so long. I do remember the spoon breaking though. And I got pissed off at him for thinking he was going to use a belt next time. I said, no, over my dead body. I don't think so. Because I don't believe yeah. in that kind of stuff. But I did spank yeah. you once really hard without a diaper and you didn't like it. And I'm like, that only took once. And you also used to slap me in the face for I being a smart ass. Too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's like you two, I'm sorry, mouthy little, think you can get away with shit talking to your mother like that? No. And my mother but, slapped me in the face one time too. But it didn't really know. work because we're still smart asses. So am I. <laughs> you'll be over it one day. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, does the spanking, does the stuff. I'll tell you what, when I was probably in about third grade, somebody at school, one of the kids, friend or something, told me three dirty words. And I didn't believe them because I never heard them before. So I came home and asked my mom, and I'll tell you the three dirty words, shit fucking ass. And I got in big, big trouble for saying those three words. I wasn't using them. I just wanted to know if they were swear words. I got in so much trouble. Well, that's so interesting you say that, mom, because when I was in third grade and we lived in Washington, we were taking care of grandma. I came home from school and asked you what a blowjob was. No, and you- God, did I answer? <laughs> no, I got in so much trouble and you washed my mouth out with soap. Do you re- and you don't remember? So I think it's interesting. Get off your phone. I think it's interesting. Sorry, that- it's, my stu- it's, it's my employee. She's not stupid. She just, I had to go pick something up. She just took a picture. Want to okay. know if that's what it was. Yes, yes. Okay. So I just think it's interesting that well, you're I talking mean, about you getting in trouble for saying, asking about words. Yeah. I got in well, trouble. For okay. Well. So shit fucking ass. Those are just dirty, stupid words. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, they're just dirty words. I guess. I don't even know if I consider them dirty anymore, but when you your kid is in third grade asking you what a blowjob is, it's like, uh, no, you don't need to know about that kind of stuff. Oh, well, Adam and I were in, oh, I'm not, one of my sons and I were in the car. He was probably in, I don't know what grade he was in, fifth grade, maybe, fourth grade. I don't know. Anyway, he said, where'd I come from? So I said, oh, God, the sex talks. I told him about the fallopian tubes, the eggs and the sperms and the this, that and the other. He goes, no, where'd I come from? My friend came from Michigan. Mm. Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn it. Here, I thought I was doing doing right. But anyway, but I will tell you about another kid that (laughs) told me about his first time. And he goes, and I said, well, I wasn't the first time. He goes, Oh, no. I said, how was it? He goes, well, which time? I'm like, oh, my God. How many times did you do it? La, 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 la. I don't want to hear this from my child. Oh, oh guess which one that was, Rach. I, I, I don't need to guess. I already know this story. Oh, 
<laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> if you're, yeah, I feel like if you're not, if these things aren't happening, then they're they're definitely happening in secret or somewhere else because young people. Well, yeah, and it's kind of yeah. like, you know, I'm glad they're asking me. I remember when um, my other daughter was, um, had a friend over when we lived in Oregon and uh, we were talking about, they were going into the sixth grade or seventh grade or whatever, you know, they were kind of at that awkward 11, you know, age. And uh, I said, you know, you can hear all kinds of crap from your friends. It's probably not true. And it's not the fact. The fact is guys are going to want to stick their hands up, up your top and feel your boobs. I'm like, well, it's true. You know, boys are just as much curious as girls might be. Although penises are really ugly. I'm sorry. God screwed up on that one. <laughs> you know. And, then, and they're going to try and go down your pants too and feel that around. And, you know, they're curious. And I said, and if you don't Wait. want them to, you don't have to. And that poor daughter, she's like, oh, why are you talking to us? Don't you oh. want to know the truth? Because some friend of yours is going to tell you some other bullshit that's, you know, it wasn't well, Mom, his daughter. Speaking of someone touching your boobs, do you remember the first person that touched your boobs? Oh, Lord. How old are uh, you? Well, I have to really swim back to the, you know. Was it Rick? It wasn't Ricky Crabtree, was it? Oh God! With the sweaty it. hands. Oh my God! If he's listening, that'd be horrible. No, I think he passed away because I found okay, his brother. Okay, No, that guy was just creepy. Kind of looked like yeah. a crab. Uh, I don't know. His hands were all dry, and you know, we had to square dance, and nobody wanted to touch him. He's just creepy. Oh my. Do you want to see a picture of him? I no, <laughs> no, let's so not out this poor person. Probably had okay, no, it wasn't Ricky Crabtree. I'm trying <laughs> to think. I think it was okay. Um, <clears throat> I belonged to uh, a group growing up. Does anybody give a crap what religion I am or anything like that? Because well, they already know a, we're Jews. It's fine. Oh well, I was a Jewish affiliated. Uh, group and it uh-huh. and they were regional there they were from like up in Canada in Vancouver Canada and Seattle Portland and around and they would match us up with um guys to go to these fancy dances and stuff that we did mm-hmm. and uh my cousin like punch him in the face had a friend what was that guy's name he was from Portland I think anyway and he was my cousin was dating this girl we went over to the narrows bridge to watch the submarine races if you get the drift <laughs> really so the submarine races there aren't any that's where you okay. go to make out okay, <laughs> okay. make out lane anyway, anyway that guy oh his name was i can't say it i know okay. i remember his name he tried okay. to feel me up and i'm like dude I don't think so. I think I hit him and got out of the car and said, mm, take me home. I asked, I told my cousin, take me home. I, I was too young. I was like probably I don't know, 13, maybe. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I'm not. No, nobody's touching the tatas. So. <laughs> that, I mean, that's pretty incredible that at that age, you had the confidence in yourself to be like, no, and you got out of the car and stuff. Cause well, a lot of people don't have that. Well, I just never had 
yeah. that experience before. I'll tell you a funny one. Well, um, in school and junior high, that we had teen time on Friday nights, you know, and we'd all go teen time. records and dance. And oh, that one teacher, Mr. Feichter, he was a little short guy, looked like a rat. He had a pointy nose. He was a funny guy. He was a great teacher. He'd always be, oh, no, no bear hug, dancing slow, you know, no, you know, keep apart. And this one gal is funny. I remember she was dancing and she got down on the floor and she was you know we wore skirts back then it's like oh, get up you can't do that you can't show anything you know it was like 1967 probably you know 66 67 she's also <laughs> her father was the chief of police and she did become a narcotics cop which I think is funny she took me mm -hmm. to a bar um back when I was up visiting uh where I grew up and uh she said, let's smoke a joint before we go in. I'm like, you're the narcotics cop. Like, yeah, sure, let's smoke one. Okay. But anyway, what was the whole point? Oh, the whole point of that was <laughs> it was a teen time. And uh, a lot of us just would like leave the dance and go walk around outside by the school. And I remember me and this guy, Jack, I think he's passed away now. I can say his name. It doesn't matter. His name was Jack. Anyway, we were in the alley talking and goes, have you ever kissed anybody before? And I'm like, well, you know, mom and dad, that kind of stuff. No. So that was my first kiss. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and he said, oh, you do that pretty good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess I was a good kisser. I don't know. But Ow. anyway, um, um, which brought me to another thing that all of a sudden went through my head. I don't know. I'd have to come back to that. But okay. Yeah. Drew, do you have any questions for my mom? I, I, you know, what, when we were teachers, we always would, I don't know, for me, when I met my students' parents, like, so suddenly so many things would become clear about them. So I'm wondering, <laughs> Drew, are you like having like revelations about me as your friend now that you're Both like talking like, to my mom? Yeah. You have like similar like laughs and stuff, which I, <laughs> which I really like. I have infinite questions. I can write a book about the questions I have. We'll start Go off for with it. I've got time. I have nothing else to do. Well, just just out of curiosity, what the, the why Mustang Mindy? Is that like a nickname? No, and I wish you had not said that because it's ridiculous. Um, I had uh, my first great thing. My boyfriend in high school that I later married and divorced, and that's a whole nother story. He had bought a 1965 Mustang black convertible four speed. Anyway. When we got our divorce, he gave me the car. Well, fast forward a bazillion years later, decades later, living down here, um, the boyfriend that I had, uh, we would go listen to this band because he was friends with them and they would play all these 60s songs. And so they would play Mustang Mindy instead of Mustang Sally. Mm. That's how that came around. Love that. Yeah, that's a badass name. I think we got to go with that. The, yeah, no, no. No. Okay. Hey, what bitch, I... you over there. That's kind of <laughs> whatever you prefer. Mostly what I hear. <laughs> I can hear it. it's like it's like when when my other daughter she was pissed off about something, and I remember walking down the hallway, and I said, "I saw you do that." She goes, "How do you know?" She made a face. You know, obviously, I'm not stupid. What do you think I was doing to my mother when when she was walking away? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was kind of funny. It's like. Trust me, I was not a nice child. I was kind of a brat. 
this is an interesting place to go to. And this was kind of, you both kind of got into this a little bit and it kind of, I guess I'm curious because I don't know if Rachel and I ever want to be parents. Rachel definitely does not. I don't know if I do. And it's not an easy job. I'm telling oh, you. Definitely not. It sucks. And the pay is sucks even more. <laughs> it's a thankless job. I'm telling you, I love my kids, but damn, you know, it's like, we're not perfect. We screw up too. You know? Yeah. That's, and that's exactly where I'm going because like, I, I don't know. I think parents do the best they can with what they know. And well, they I don't seem like, to know a whole lot, Drew. I'm sorry, but parents these days just pissed me off I was at the where was I it's a goodwill and I was talking to this lady that I knew this older lady and this young gal she her kids were just running around in the store that pisses me off same at Walmart when they're screaming shut that kid up you know what the hell is wrong with you this god dang you know okay well what was your question uh Drew yeah. I want to hear about what your question was so sorry. no you're great I I love your energy like <laughs> I feel like every like child like like remembers stuff that their parents did that they didn't like and they try to do maybe it a little differently or a little better. Can you remember anything about like the way you were raised and being like, oh, oh yeah, I, I didn't like I that. Like I'm gonna change some stuff. Yeah, and I and I tried really hard, and I don't think I was bad as my mom, but my mom was a yeller. He'd yell at that, he'd yell at that. And she's always yelling at us for something. Wait until your father gets home. And she'd chase mm-hmm. us around with this shingle that was off the house, you know? There were three yeah. of us trying to catch us. We all went in a different direction, you know? Or she'd be yelling at the, I remember my bedroom was over the garage and the garage was underground kind of, but in, back in the fifties, right? And oh God, mom would go to that window because she knew we were out there in the back somewhere whatever she was always using my middle name I hated it you know because she was always screaming and yelling at us so I Mm. tried not to do that with my kids although everybody kind of seems to scream and yell at their kids anyway (laughs) you know not as much I tried not to and I tried to actually make my kids feel good about themselves so that they would be ambitious and I guess I did the right thing because they're all pretty ambitious I don't think any of them went to jail or anything at least that I know of (laughs) how did you how did you did you yeah what did you do to make them ambitious like what were your like I just wanted them to feel good about themselves although Mm -hmm. as an adult Rachel told me things that happened to her when she was a kid and I was so upset that she didn't tell me so that I could do something about it that really oh god talk about being pissed off I want to go punch a teacher in the face yeah twice (laughs) you know and there's things that you don't your kids don't tell you that you would never know I mean I found out she told me as an adult well I can't go back and hit that lady now (laughs) she's probably dead anyway (laughs) old lady teacher you know I don't know what can you do you just don't I mean I didn't tell my parents anything because they weren't listening to me anyway so my parents didn't listen to anything well my parents were first born American so their parents came from other countries and so they got raised God knows what my mother ate when she was a kid beets I don't know and potatoes they're from Russia so you Hmm. just don't know my mom was a lousy cook oh she was a great baker 
because her dad was a baker and her uncle was a baker, you know, so you just don't know what they came from. And I never asked them. I'm so sorry that I never asked my mother, what did your mother feed you when you were a kid? For God's <laughs> sakes, that you were a lousy cook. Oh God. And uh, my sister wanted to do a, a recipe book with all our cousins and stuff Cute. with recipes. And <laughs> cousin Bob, I have three Bob cousins. Anyway, um, so you don't know which one it is. But anyway, he said, my mother never cooked. She'd always do takeout. Her, his dad worked for CBS. And so he was pretty high up, vice president of CBS on the West Coast. And so he was inviting some high ups to their house for dinner. And she's like, well, shit. So she'd call some place, restaurant, and ordered all this fancy schmancy stuff and put it in her dishes. So it looked like she made it all. <laughs> so that recipe book, it never came to fruition because we were all laughing. My mother's was a shitty cook. What do you want to know? She made us some of the worst stuff ever. We should just have a book about all the crap we remember that we had to eat that was, you know. Mom, I'm the curious. I'm, I'm thinking about like, grandma grandpa so for our listeners uh my grandparents my mom's parents passed when I was pretty young like second and third grade um so I have limited memories of them but I'm mom I wonder did you did they ever have like a sex talk with you or anything like no absolutely not we learned it all in school especially when um we got our periods we learned that in school mom never told us anything she didn't wear makeup she didn't tell us anything it was like uh uh-uh I'm totally mismodest, you know, when it comes to when I was going out, you know, I wouldn't want anybody to see my boobs or anything like that. Like some girls do now, they just show everything. And it's like, oh, what my is mom that? hates cleavage. You know? Oh God. Yeah. She's always it's telling like, us to put on a dicky, like anyway, Jesus. So. But um, mom, but okay. So I'm curious then, because you grandma grandpa didn't talk to you about anything but you were really open with at least me anyway like I'll speak from my own experiences like I remember when you got pregnant with your second kid you know and and having the conversation and you drawing the whole things and so I I think you were pretty open and progressive for the 70s 80s my upbringing so like was that a conscious decision to like do something different from how you were raised or just like you don't even know you just did it um, my mom had a book. Um, I remember when she was pregnant with my brother. Can you imagine? We're like two and a half, three years apart. Mm. I remember when she was pregnant with him and she showed me a book, a birthing book. And I, you know, I was so little. I was like, you know, three years old, two years old, whatever I was, you know. And I'm looking at this book trying to figure out how that baby came out of a body. And I thought it came out through your upper thigh on the inside of your upper thigh. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, and she also had a thing where she didn't call our vagina a vagina. She called it our places. Oh. Places. Places. Interesting. I didn't know what it was. I had no clue, not a clue. And then I got my period in seventh grade and I kind of knew it because we had health education and seventh grade and it was just girls and then the boys had to go to the boy teacher and learn about that you know and they showed us pictures drawings not the real thing but a drawing of a penis and damn those are ugly (laughs) 
sorry. Thoughts haven't changed. I still think they're ugly. Still think they're ugly. And uncircumcised penises are even more ugly. Sorry, same one. Oh yeah, it was your dad. Sorry. Yeah. So Drew, you don't know about this. My dad was uncircumcised until he met my mom and my mom made him get circumcised no. with, know, as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love anybody. I am circumcised, but I would never, if I want my foreskin back, like. Why? So you can rub it and make a wallet out of it? <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. Joke. What does that even mean? Oh my God. Depending on the size, you could end up with a handbag. So you know. But anyway, no, I'm sorry. I just like I'm not a fan of penises, and I don't really care anymore anyway because I got no hormones and nothing. And I am pregnant though. (laughs) (laughs) A modern miracle. Um, Yeah, I just I always just I find it interesting to think about like parents and how they were raised and parents that I don't think raise their kids the same or different yeah I don't think they knew anything you know I mean what were their parents going to say and they all spoke God knows what language I don't know my mm-hmm. mother spoke a lot of Yiddish and I know you're mad because I didn't tell you a lot of stuff but you know I don't know it just whatever however they grew up my parents didn't talk about any of that stuff with us nothing nothing never even bothered to ask him Although I did ask my dad, he was in World War II. I did ask him if that if if he was on the front lines or anything. No, he worked in an office. He, he was a typist, but he wouldn't talk about it. So my parents didn't talk to us about anything. Nothing. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. My mom didn't even teach us how to put makeup on or anything. She didn't wear any. They were pretty plain. I don't know. Dad just worked a lot, and you know they had a my. I should give you this book if I can find it again, Rachel. Uh, my aunt, which is my dad's sister, May, um, she um, wrote a book about where they lived growing up and stuff. So it was really interesting to read. You know, it was in the depression. Yeah, so that sounds really nice. When when I see how kids are these days, um, I wonder why aren't your parents? I I taught my kids old school I guess you know but some of these parents just like whoever started don't spank your child are you insane don't beat your child but surely you could spank them you know and they especially when they got a diaper on that's like 12 inches thick they don't feel it anyway your hand will hurt (laughs) but I think we differ in that opinion well because what's the point of it what's the point I mean you slapped us in the face and we're still smart but why it's do we want to startle? Why do we want to scare I don't know. It's kids? kind of like when I was teaching you guys to not touch the stove top. Because uh-huh. you could get burned, you know? Uh-huh. And, I, and I was very, you know, like the wooden spoon. Don't touch the top of that stove ever. You will hurt a lot. But I don't remember not ever getting smacked me, in the face know. for almost touching. Well, not that. Not smack anybody in the face for touching a stove. It was probably something else rotten that you did. Yeah, I would say that's definitely most likely a generational thing. I feel like today's, yeah, millennials and below like are not not as much about the spanking. 
or anything Did you get like spanked that. when you were a kid? Drew? I, I got to turn my swamp cooler on. I'm boiling. Hang okay. On. Well, listeners, swamp as cooler. mom's taking a break, listen, <laughs> Lord, Lord almighty. I, I feel like we're a guest at the Mindy show. I feel like we are. Mindy needs her own. She does. Show. She needs her own YouTube channel. God, yes. thank you that she can't figure out technology. <laughs> but Drew, I'm curious, were you spanked when you were a kid? So I, it's hard because I don't know if I've talked to my parents about it, but I definitely, I remember it happening. It, it could be, I, I, I can't picture like reality and like my dreams sometimes. I think I vividly remember getting spanked as a kid. Mm-hmm. I also might remember a wooden spoon, but that could be wrong. But my dad listens to this pod and he would have been, he's the one I remember spanking me. So I can, he'll hear this and he can definitely confirm, yeah. but yeah, for sure. I definitely remember. I remember getting spanked for stuff that I didn't think I should be spanked for or got mm. in trouble for because I thought I was doing the right thing, but you know, I'm stupid. I'll tell you about one of them. Um, when we were kids and we lived in that, not in that orchard house, um, we were sitting, we didn't have any actual curbs on our house. We just had grass and it just went to the street. My brother and I were sitting out there and I was telling him, you know, just don't run in the street, but you know, a car will stop if they see you in the street, but it's, you know, you could get really hurt. And I said, I'll show you this car started to go by and I went out and walked out in the street to show them that that car would stop when they saw me. Oh God, did I get in trouble? I did not get dinner. My dad's turned me over his lap and spanked the crap out of me and put me in my room and oh my mom felt really bad so she brought me some dinner later but oh yeah see my mom was like the non she could never catch us anyway but um I don't know it was just some things that I do remember from my childhood that were negative things that they never really um one of the biggest thing is that it being having your kids be ambitious and my kids didn't do that my or my parents didn't do that my dad was always working all the time and left that up to mom who is probably scared to death of us <laughs> but uh, my sister and I fought a lot she would scratch me and I'd punch her and I'd get in trouble what the hell does it just remains today drew <laughs> by the way it's a family thing the my mom and her sister battle like something happened when they were young these two i have never it's ridiculous we're like who stole whose boyfriend in pre-k because <laughs> the epic battle between so my me. mom and her sister it's it, it's just never and she has uh, not liked me since i was born i figured it out since i was born she was jealous she even told me um when we did get along at one time and i said what what's the deal here and she goes she was jealous of me because I was the cute one. I was the outgoing one. She wasn't. She was real quiet. And she didn't think she was cute. Well, she had a head full of braces and a, and a retainer thing around her. Oh, <laughs> shame. Head guard. She was probably in about sixth grade. She had beaver teeth. Anyway, um, so she didn't like me because I was outgoing. I was cute as a button. Oh, what they say? Cute as a bug's ear. Well, how in the hell cute is that? Come on. Well, really? And then... As we got older, she wanted to have another child. She wanted to have a son and her husband didn't want any more kids. So they had two girls, but I ended up with two sons. She, she was jealous of that too, because I had two boys. Mm-hmm. And then I had a family dynamics. Because I got pregnant so many times. I and mean, what the hell? You know, it's like, I didn't, 
I wasn't planning on any of them. That is true. We were all wonderful, amazing surprises. <laughs> yeah, they're surprises. My, kids, my daughters are gorgeous. My sons are so handsome, and mm -hmm. you know, and they're all doing really well. And my younger son, he's he he and I have a lot of good times talking and laughing together. The other one, that's her favorite right now. And it's like I always want to go punch his face for a while. Okay, well, what we're not doing is that, but <laughs> that has nothing Definitely. to do with sex, ed, does it? <laughs> definitely my younger brother is my mom's favorite we all Maybe. know not. he is he not my favorite. favorite you only think that because you know what that kid was so mellow he's like my brother he never did anything to piss me off ever mm. i this never is your favorite ever no he's not my favorite you're my favorite <laughs> Yeah, Whoa, right. you heard it here, folks. I, I, I tell them all the same thing. I, I will admit, you're my favorite. I tell them all that. They are. They're all different and they all have different personalities. Although Rachel and my first son are a lot alike. And then my second daughter and my second son are a lot alike. Like, that is true. It, it's me weird, and the, the they oldest boy are like, dance, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's so me and my like sister that. have different fathers than our brothers. But me and our my older my oldest brother, we're very we're like the nerdy ones, and the other two are like the cool ones. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't really classify it that way. It's a, I think you guys have a little more anxiety, and the other ones are a lot more mellow. That is a, a thousand percent true. Yeah. Maybe. which I think is yeah and I have each I have a little bit of, I take medication <laughs> we're very pro medication Mindy this that goes into well to my next question I was gonna ask you're you were talking about how everybody's similar and different how what similarities do you see between Rachel and yourself how similarities you yeah um we're both really smart I, I had a, I got tested in high school and I was, had a really high IQ mm. and, um, oh my God, look at Rachel, what, three masters or four masters, I forget, and a PhD, come on. Wild. Who the hell does that? I mean, <laughs> I was just freaking lazy and smoking dope in high school. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Basically, I still don't, but I have my own business and it seems to be successful. So I don't know what that's about, but, and apparently I don't look my age either. You know, so that helps a lot. I don't act my age. I act like I'm, you know, 20 <laughs> or less. <laughs> I, guess, I don't know. Probably the drugs in high school. I, I'll admit it. I smoked it and it was fun. Back. <laughs> you want to hear a funny one? Did I tell you this, Rachel? This is so funny. I can't even believe I did it. So I, I freeze a lot of like time and dill and, you know, plant, Herbs, you know, yeah. to put on my food and stuff. And I had some in the freezer and I said, shit, I've had this in the freezer for, I can't even tell you how many years. A long time, a very long time. So I pulled it out, making some salmon. I'm going to cut it up, put it on my salad. <laughs> so I opened up the bag. Does it smell like pot? I, I, I don't think so. And then there was this other little bag, little bag inside the big bag. And I opened it up and it smelled like mint. Okay. So I sprinkled all that shit all over my salmon. So I'm watching this movie after dinner. It's called Body Heat from 1981, and it had William Hurt and that chick that I can't think of her name right now. But anyway, man, it was kind of, whoo, triple X rated. And um, for 1981, I was like, they showed her tits. Oh, my God. 
you know, I was kind of surprised. But anyway, I'm watching this movie. So when the movie was over, I got up off my comfy sofa and went into the kitchen and went, God, I am really fucked up. I guess that was hot. <laughs> God, I was so wasted. I could hardly walk. I was just ripped. I said, I need to go back to the sofa. I couldn't get off the sofa. <laughs> so stoned. <laughs> had no idea what the, oh God, I was so loaded. I hadn't smoked pot in so long. It'd been a really long time since I've been high. And I was like, oh, triple dipple. I didn't need that. I was so high. I finally said, I'm going to bed. And I slept like a rock, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Body highs are not for me. God, I was wasted. But it was pretty damn funny. I was cracking myself up. I was so, <laughs> I was so lit. <laughs> I thought it was mint. <laughs> do i know so you were you were very ex you experimented with substances when you were younger did you talk to your kids about that at all about your experiences either like your expectations for drugs or anything or is that not as much talk i don't about? know did i reach i don't know i probably told them not to oh. do it because you know i told my other daughter i said i know what she was doing she told me some of the stuff different drugs than when i was in high school and i said you know, if you want to smoke pot and go to school, as long as you're getting grades, and she got straight A's, she was really a pretty good student. And I said, I don't care if you smoke pot. In fact, I smoked with her. So whatever, <laughs> what do I know? Mm. I'd let her have parties at the house, you know, because we had a pool table in the garage. And I just get told the key, the kids, give me your keys, car keys, because you're not going anywhere, you know. So yeah. I was raised very differently because <laughs> me and that child are seven years apart. But I, don't think I ever had any of the drug talks because I grew up, you know, with my dad and watching yeah. him do drugs and drink and things. So I never wanted, I never drank alcohol. Well, I drank alcohol one time in high school and that wasn't till Memorial weekend. No, it was like the end, my spring break, my senior year. So I don't think there was like a need to have that conversation. I mean, I was the president of Friday night live, which was the alcohol and drug free club on campus. Like nerd alert but like well, when I, you went to college there was, it was no conversation that needs yeah. to be had it wasn't until you were in college that yeah you know you started drinking and uh, I was worried because their dad's an alcoholic and I mm -hmm. know my girls can put it down pretty damn good you know but they were smart enough to not go that direction I mean yeah I mean yeah so I don't remember having like any kind of like don't do drugs talk and just like wasn't needed but I also I'm sorry excuse me I also wasn't like having parties at the house like my mom at that time when I was in high school was married to my brother's father and they were very strict with me like I wasn't mm. doing any of yeah. that but by the um, time you know it's just a different different time I mean it's so funny because um when I was in school the drugs that were in school was speed and um pot of course and um that's about it you know and acid you know mm. there was a lot of that i enjoyed mescaline myself but um and i don't mind telling the government who's probably listening to this right now screw you people y'all did it too you know come on anyway um <laughs> that's right i have let's see how do i do that um uh, pick one <laughs> it's not available for you <laughs> like the rock on symbol yeah and those kids were doing ecstasy and cocaine and stuff and they were getting the coke from their parents i'm like because they were rich you know people here 
Okay. And uh, I'm not telling you where, but sorry, people, you don't get to know where I live. <laughs> well, a simple where Google search would answer that. But, but I, have a I, have the same, I have another question for you, mom. I know we're almost running out of time, but when you think about, and I'm just talking about you and I, when you think about how you were a parent to me, is there anything you would have changed? Your name. I don't think I would have named you Rachel. I don't know why. What would you have named me? I would have been Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. No, no. Cause you had a friend, Stephanie. No, I don't know. I always liked the name Lydia. But anyway, no, I don't know. I, I think so of that... all the things, <laughs> of all the things that you could maybe change about you being my mom and raising me. Changing my name to Lydia is what you choose in this moment. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Anyway, um, no, I think that, I think your grade school years were really hard on you. And I didn't know a lot of that kind of stuff, what was going on at school, because you didn't tell me. Um, mm -hmm. I would have changed a lot of things had I known about that. Because I think you had a perception of yourself that you didn't like yourself or that I didn't like you or something. And it's like, but I don't know why. And until I, you told me some of those things, you know, mm -hmm. that Mrs. Anderson, bitch, you know, that's the one that made me pee my pants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. Had yeah. I known some of that stuff, um, I would have tried to uh, lift you up more so that you like yourself more that like you thought you were the ugly duckling. And I know that feeling because I felt like I was the ugly duckling um, wallflower. Yeah. You know, that you, oh, sorry, my allergies are making my nose drip. Um, you know, and it, it takes a lot sometimes, you know, to figure out how to like yourself, you know, cause I didn't like myself. So how do I teach somebody else to like themselves? Yeah. You know, that's a rough one. And you don't know that they don't like themselves because they don't talk to you. Your kids are, you know, they don't have that capacity to understand that stuff. You know, neither did I. And I read a book and it helped me immensely. It was called Your Erroneous Zones by Wayne Dyer. And I always think everybody should read that book because it helps a lot. Write that talk, down. We talk about that book a lot. Well, I, I think do. it's interesting. Yeah, one think moment. Oh gosh, uh, she's gonna bring it to show us. Never mind, I can't get to it. I found that book at one of the houses that I just did, and I kept that mm. book. I always would give it to people. Um, so I gave her that book to read because it's good. It's about not procrastinating, don't feel guilty, um, and it and it so specifically tells you things that you can do. Which somebody would say, "I'll grow up." Well, I don't know. You know what the hell is happening? Yeah, but okay. anyway. Um, so I have a question though. I have another question going back to what we were talking about. I'm like, same. I didn't tell you things. Um, well, do you want to ask it, Drew? Oh, I... um, yeah, I, I love that you brought up the piece about like kids not loving themselves or their bodies and not knowing what to do. And it, it seems like you've like figured it out or you're like on that journey or you went through it. And it's- Well, it's really it was a slutty journey. Yeah, <laughs> amen. Been there. But also like, it's yeah adults as well like it's not just a kid's thing or a teenage thing like if you never like interrogated that or like found that book for example that you found like adults still hate themselves or don't like the way they look or all that stuff it's 
really hard. It's hard not to hate yourself in the world we live in. I feel like you're like, well, I'm always doing this a lot now. Don't I look better? (laughs) Time for a little facelift. You know, and I have one eye that's messed up because I have Bell's palsy. So it's always like, you know, and, but you know what I found out when I was a hairdresser long time ago, and I did it for like 20 years, I guess. Um, I worked with these gals in a salon and they were all to me perfect looking and I wasn't I still felt like a wallflower and mm-hmm. I was not good looking and you know um, it was just I didn't like that feeling at all that I just felt so left out because I wasn't like a Sochi snotball because I went to high school with that's what they all the kids were you know upper just social like the perfect you know whatever and mm-hmm. and I just never fit in or felt like I you know I didn't like the way I looked or anything um and it took a long time a lot of years to yeah. overcome that and uh now I really don't give a shit <laughs> it's like whatever you don't like me I don't care I got plenty of friends that do you know my body's not perfect I don't care but I have tattoos so yeah I like them. I like myself. I like myself probably too much. <laughs> I love that and admire you know, that but so it, much. It's like you don't want to turn into, you know, narcissist either. I mean, that's a horrible thing to have. That's a horrible thing. Horrible. My last boyfriend was really bad. And I didn't know it because I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and you know, and even growing up, um, I I went to school with this kid from great from kindergarten all the way through high school and as an adult and I went back and talked to him a lot and he told me about his childhood you don't know what your friends have gone through as kids you have no idea when you're a kid and you're playing with a kid you don't know you don't know what their family's like you don't go to their house you don't know what their parents are like and uh you just never knew about any of that stuff when you're a kid because you're an adult and you find out things you know I remember Rachel asking me how many guys I ever screwed up. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, did you answer? Um, maybe <laughs> at the time. I don't remember, I don't remember asking you that. You don't? I was on, in the bathroom sitting on the toilet going pee, and you came in and talked to me while I'm sitting there. <laughs> you asked me that question. I'm like, oh, wow. Such an open family. So flabbergasted. We are wrapping up to almost being out of time, but I'm wondering, Drew, if you have any last minute questions, um, and if not, one, you can always call me if you. Oh, here comes my friend Lupita. You can always call me if you have another question that you're just dying to know about my daughter, the secrets. Uh, Well, that's. Go ahead, Drew. No, I I just appreciate you coming on. I appreciate. I think we always look for things that we don't see within our own family. And my family is not as communicative or as open. So I really- My parents weren't, but I am. Yeah. I'm mouthy. I'm telling I, you, it's like, you got to know this shit. You know, who else is going to yeah. tell you? It's a fact, Jack. I yeah. admire that so much. So thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it. Well, you are welcome and edit whatever you want. In fact, you could edit <laughs> the whole program if you want to. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, mom. Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, I hope y'all learned something from my old age lady person in me. So, yes, you know, what well, can I I, say? Yeah. and I am so cute and funny. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, you are so cute and funny. Okay, yes, mom. Oh, God. Although, well, you know what? Let me turn sideways. Can you see my nose? Yes. I have a ski jump nose. Nobody oh, in my okay. family has that. And my mother, I was probably about 22 years old. Uh, we were sitting in the den talking about stuff. She goes, why don't you get a nose job? Uh, what? <laughs> my mom's I also like my convinced that like the neighbor yeah, was her act is her actual father. So that's another story for another day. Oh, <laughs> you guys all have the same person that I knew that you did. So no worries. All right, so, mom. There is well, no I question love, about okay. it. You can get your DNA tested. I already did. I'm not talking about my DNA. I'm talking about you. Me? Oh, I might have had a different dad. No, I don't know. Okay. We Anywho, we I don't know. This has been enlightening as per usual. Did, I want to thank all of our. Did you learn anything? Did yes. You learn anything? I learned. What all happened? The oh, did you fall asleep there for a minute? I I couldn't be <laughs> here because everybody was going at once i didn't hear my name what was there a question comment did you learn something today yeah no i'm i'm very much taking away the openness and also just read like, that book you're erroneous so yeah i, I wrote gonna, it down i was it, gonna tell and that guy's he's passed away dr dyer dryer um but he was a big fan of deepak chopra mm. yeah but that one book that one book, I read it three times. It helped me so much over the years to really awesome. learn to not procrastinate or feel guilty, especially that one, feeling guilty. There's no reason to feel guilty about anything unless you've done something really bad and then feel guilty about it. That tells me that you knew you did something wrong and you shouldn't mm -hmm. have done it. Yeah. And you might go to hell if you believe in that, which I don't. So anyway. Bonus of being a Jew. All right, everyone. Have, thanks for tuning in. I don't in. know about you. We'll but me, I have like multiple personalities in my life, right? I have the person have I am with today. my friends, the person I am as a professional, the person I am with my family. And I don't always like mix those things. I'm very like compartmentalized. So I always yeah. think it's interesting when they cross over, even the episode with my sister Kelly, right? Yeah. And so to have my mom in my world, um, is anxiety provoking <laughs> just because it is I don't know I don't know if other people feel like that about their parents but I definitely do yeah I hear that what was yeah what was your feeling before it like during and then like after I mean the anxiety yeah. it sounds like yeah before anxiety and like you know, there's always a thing with me, this is my own issue, of like hoping that something will be different than I than it will be uh, and having expectations that I know aren't going to be met, um, especially with my parents in my life. And, and so there's always uh, anxiety, <laughs> like this is going to be a shit show because I know my mom. And also hoping that she shows up in a in a way um, that I'd hope she could, but also like me as an adult learning and remembering that she's only going to show up as herself. And I have to like take these expectations off of her because she is who she is. So that's always a struggle with me in my life because 
sometimes I want a certain thing, but like people can only be who they are, you know? And I've struggled that a lot with my adult relationships with both my parents, even my stepfather, with all of the people that parented me in my life. So hello, therapy, help me. <laughs> I appreciated that about your mom though. She was unabashedly herself. Mm -hmm. Like she could have tried to filter herself or like try to put up this facade. Mm -hmm. I appreciate authenticity and that mm -hmm. I can understand how that can be like cringy or like painful sometimes, yeah. but it takes a lot to be yourself. Yeah, it does. I mean, she is always herself. No filter, <laughs> no, mm -mm. Um, you know, and it's great. I mean, listen, I wish I was more like that. I think because I grew up with her, Same. I have a tendency to filter myself more than I should because I don't want to make a scene. My mom's all about making scenes. I mean, she she literally would have punched my teachers in the face. Like she's not like exaggerating. Like she would have caused the scene. And so hence I didn't tell her things because I didn't want to scene, you know? So, um, but I, it is awesome that she is just all this hundred percent herself. Um, I wish I could do that more. Hopefully, I mean, it's coming with age, but you know. Yeah, we learn more about ourselves. Yeah, it's scary because when you are your true self, you risk being rejected and that's your, your core self which is oh. so scary. <laughs> and I'm a Leo. Hello. Rejection is my <laughs> hardest thing to deal with. I can't. I will avoid rejection at all costs. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, it's shame. horrifying. Yeah. Shame monster. Yeah, for sure. What was your, you want, so we recorded this, you've watched it back. What was your yeah. favorite part or like a big thing you're taking away from it? Yeah. I mean, in all honesty to my viewers, I couldn't watch the whole thing. I told, you know, everyone I told, I usually edit our videos and I told Drew, I was like, don't worry, I'll do it. And I actually couldn't, like I physically couldn't bring myself to do it, which is why this episode is taking a little bit longer to get out there. And uh, so I appreciate you for doing it. Um, and I actually watched it. I was like, oh, this is good. It's okay. Like I took like a, <laughs> a relief. Mm -hmm. Because I think I work things up to think they're like so much worse than they actually are. Um, and it really was fine, the edited version. Um, so I feel really good about that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling anxiety about putting this out into the world. You know, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It's, I felt similarly in certain like in certain episodes, it's like one of those things where you like hate watching yourself. That's how I felt mm -hmm. at least. Like I hate watching mm -hmm. myself, I hate hearing things. Like if I mess up or say something awkward, it's very cringy. So it is hard to watch these things back. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, so you would say like you're, that's one thing you're proud of with the episode? Yeah, that I'm like feeling good about it. But I think, you know, my mom is a very strong person. She's been through a lot of shit in her life, a lot of trauma, and I have nothing but admiration for her and what she has done in her life. Um, and I've learned my strength and my independence from her. Um, 
so because of those things, she also doesn't open up emotionally that often. So I was really proud of her for the time she did. And also I see myself so much in her when, you know, she was on the brink of crying and then stopped and then said her, her allergies were acting up. And I'm like, oh my God, that's something I would do. You know, like there's so many, like watching her, I see things in myself that I am working on, you know? Um, but I was really proud of her for like saying that, you know, and, and getting to that point. But also like, I really appreciated the part where she said she wished she had been there for, for me in my elementary school years. Cause she's right. That part of my life was very challenging. And so I really appreciated her like acknowledging. But yeah. Now also she was a single mom. She did the best she can with what she could have done at that time. So I don't want to like say, oh, she made this mistake. Like literally I was coming home by my, like she was working and my dad was, you know, doing drugs or whatever. So, and I, and I turned out fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, fine. she did a great job with what she could. I did turn out fine, more than fine. Right? I'm, so I'm, I'm a clear, I'm a responsible, <laughs> semi-responsible member of society. <laughs> you know, like I have joy in my life. Um, and who is perfect. Um, but I, I did like that part when she just acknowledged that, you know? Yeah. Everybody, I don't know. Everyone thinks they can be a parent. It is a hard fucking job and you don't know how you fucked up until later in your life. So you're hearing that from your kids or you, sometimes like very later after it's already been done and you did all these things you didn't even know. Yeah. And it was really interesting having her unpack the stuff with her mom um, mm -hmm. and talk about that as well. And also just her perception of like how she was raising you, like her whole, like how that book like drastically yeah. changed and improved her life. Like that one book. She talks about that book all the time. She recommends it to everyone. I remember her reading it. It, that book is like I don't, I gotta read it because apparently she like used to tell it give it to her ex boyfriend she was like you need to read this and fix your life <laughs> get away from me fix your life <laughs> I remember one ex in particular I don't remember his name but I remember her talking about it yeah um I have a question for you about it um you know my mom is an open book okay. Primarily, like, like not, maybe open book is the wrong word. She is a, an eccentric person. You know, she curses. You know, she talks about the her drug use. She has done substances with some of her children. She talks about it. Um, so, you know, some people, I remember when I was being raised by her, other parents would judge her parent, you know, people in her own family, as well as, you know, friends of mine's parents or whatever. Um, but I don't re I, I like those parts. Like my mom knows what the deal is. I don't have to ever like tiptoe around anything. Like she knows what's up. Like she is not naive by any means. And I really love that about her. Um, but I'm wondering from your perspective, because I know you were raised very differently. Were there parts of like things that she talked about as a parent that you're like, what? <laughs> my parents never did that. Or were you like, what is going on here? This is why Rachel's wacky. There were no parts where I was like, this is why you're wacky. Like, I think everything she said made sense. It was just a different parenting style than I dealt with. And honestly, I was a little jealous because it really 
I feel like with religion, when you are living like the way my parents sometimes live, which is like no cursing, like, I don't know, all this structure of like going to church and like having to be this good person all the time, like filtering yourself. I think that comes off sometime as like fake or inauthentic to me. Mm -hmm. uh so like when your mom when your mom is cursing and being honest and sharing her stories and I wouldn't even say flaws but just like uh, I don't know like her humanness her humanity it's human yeah right yeah and I 100% respect that I think that makes interesting fun people who I want to be around I want to hear their stories yeah you know she is if she is nothing if not interesting. <laughs> that is for sure. I mean, and she's hilarious. I mean, this is why all four of her children are hilarious. Like, get the four <laughs> of us together. Listen, it is wild. <laughs> um, I can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> have you um, spoken with her post at about like how she how she thought it went or what her experience was like? I've spoken to her not about the episode. She did ask me when it was coming out because she wants her friends to watch. But um, no, uh, we did not. We don't have deep talk like that that often. I mean, I talk to my mom probably once or twice a week. Um, but the deep conversations are, I don't know, maybe I should ask her that. Mom, I'll be calling you soon <laughs> asking. <laughs> um, yeah, it could be a yeah. it could before she hears it and then maybe after she hears it like yeah what her thoughts or yeah I wonder what her thoughts are going to be here yeah. too like I'm sure it's it's very different I wonder what her thoughts about the parts we edited well she probably won't remember <laughs> what we edited out but I wonder what she'll think about that oh my <sighs> god the part about like <laughs> she was talking about like one of her friends like having the mom was having like a person over did you I don't even think you could see the edited parts oh I guess you have the full script yeah um, oh my god people when I tell you like editing this was a nightmare because it's so hard like props to you for always editing these but also like the biggest joy in the world because I got to watch this like 10 times <laughs> just like your mom being the silliest person in the world oh yeah she's so funny well I'm really glad that we got to have her on I think it you know, my friends that are psychologists are probably therapizing me right now to, as the episode goes, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but that's okay. I mean, we are, our parents are part of us, right? Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's always interesting just to reflect. I think adult relationships with our parents are really challenging and you know me and my mom's have definitely changed we did not get along for years we didn't get along my like we we would always fight with you know hour two we were together we'd always fight and our relationship has really grown in the last five to seven years and mostly because I've matured and I've changed my reaction to her um and how I talk to her um because she's still the same she, she has not changed nor will she ever change and I have to like we can't expect people to change so you know I really after my father died I think eight years ago now my father died in 2016 so after he died I've really made a um 
intentional decision to have a better relationship with my mom um, because I didn't have the best one with my dad before he died. So that's the work I've had to do. Just like accepting her for who she is with all her wackiness. <laughs> but that's also the best part of her. Her wackiness is the most frustrating and the most fun parts of her at the same time. There, that was very therapy-ish as well. Learning to accept your parents for who they are mm -hmm. and not trying to change them. And I don't know if you can't accept them or deal with it, then obviously you create boundaries or you create space, but there's usually ways to, if you feel safe, like yeah. invite them in or decide how you want them in your life. That doesn't, that makes you feel good. Cause if it takes it too yeah. far, then it's just going to, it's going to ruin your relationship. That's a really hard thing to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. And realizing our parents are just people too. And they have their own journey of yeah. life. And they're doing the best with what they have and what they know, just like we as individuals are doing the best we have with what we know. And I think we got to give our parents a break sometimes. I mean, all parents fuck their kids up some way. Everyone needs therapy. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person as a parent. Like I, parents should, I know, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I imagine that's really hard not to take personal. And life is just life. We're out here just lifing. And <laughs> can we all just be kinder to each other about like how we do it, you know? And I'm trying to really approach my mom and our relationship with empathy and understanding um, of what her life was like with the trauma she went through and being a single mom and having, you know, having four children, you know, she had four children by the time, like by the time she was what, 30, my brother was born when she was 38, my smallest brother. I have no idea what it's like to have four children. I can't even imagine having a child, let alone be having four children, working, having my own business. So She's accomplished so much and she deserves to celebrate herself for that. Um, wow. Lola's not your child. Hopefully she's not listening to this podcast. Wow. <laughs> Lola, sorry if you're hearing this. Whoa. Rachel's not your mother. She's right there. <laughs> you just said it. You don't have any children. I, well, she, okay. But uh, okay. Uh, okay. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm like sweating. Cause what if she didn't hear me? <laughs> She, she won't go no, with but it's different, else. right? Like it's different. I know. I can leave like her that. alone as a four-year-old dog, and she's not. I'm not going to come back to like something wild. Like she doesn't poop in the house. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking uh, with you. I know. Well, thanks for coming on debriefing. I think it. I think it's important for. I think it's important for our listener. I wanted to do this for our listeners because I wanted to kind of talk about what it's like to develop relationships with your parents as an adult, because parenting, you know, in sex ed, and we talk about parenting so many times, it's like a baby is so hard, but the baby is the easiest part. <laughs> it's like developing a person into a human that is kind and they have a relationship with and, it goes way beyond the first year of their life. Like parenting is forever. And people forget about that. Yeah. And 
thank God we got educators like you teaching our parents about all oh, these ways to you. like <laughs> seriously <laughs> working with parents. It's I feel like working with kids, at least in an academic setting, is I I would take that over parents almost any day. Even though parents are curious, it's like yeah, parents can be wild. No, you know what? I love working with parents because I think parents are in society often judge so much. So I think if we can make a space for parents where we don't judge their parenting, yeah, because we don't, they, no, there's no parenting manual and there's a million different people saying a million different things, mm -hmm. saying all these things are the right thing. So if we just make space for parents to be like, you know what, I fucked up the other day <laughs> yeah. as a parent or to celebrate, like I want a parenting, you know, a place where they can like not be judged and just like be themselves and be like, I'm struggling with this. I think that's super important because parents are just people and they're navigating their own relationships, their own work life, their own mental health. Like, can we just be nice to them? We could try. Just be nice to them? I could try. Maybe not. You could try. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not this year. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, gosh. Well, thanks so much. Um, and... Everyone, this is the season finale of Sex Ed in the City. We will be back in a few weeks for season two. We have a lot of amazing things coming. So we can't wait for you all to tune in. Y'all have a great couple of weeks. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Follow us on Spotify, podcasts on Apple, or our YouTube channel, Sex Ed in the City. Stay connected. We hope to see you soon.